Okay. So thank you so much, uh, Joy. And uh, hi, everyone. I am Mami, and welcome to my series of podcasts about language matters. And this morning is such a pleasure to have with me Joy, who I have known since my MA days at Newcastle. She was a mentor, and we've stayed in touch. And she's played a very important role in my personal development and my choices, career choices as well. So Joy, it's just a, a, a pleasure to, to, to have you and to speak with you about your experiences around diversity and uh, inclusion. So if you could just tell us uh, briefly a bit about yourself, who is Joy? So that people who don't know you will have a good sense of who it is that they are listening to. Well, thank you, Mame. And uh, it's been lovely working with you for all these years. And uh, it's a pleasure and I'm very privileged that you wanted to talk to me about this. Um, so I'm a retired uh, lady. I, I started my studies at Newcastle University, did a PhD then, and then moved into industry where I worked for about 32 years. Um, so I've had a lot of experience of working in lots of different business environments and working with lots of different sorts of people. Then um, at the end of all of that, um, I decided to do some mentoring to, in the hope that I could share some of my experience with ladies like you um, and uh, a couple of others as well, who um, might find it useful to talk to someone who's particularly a woman who's been through a lot of uh, business experiences and might have some things to share. So I'm mentoring now in my retirement and here I am talking to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jo. I think we would have a lot to draw from both your experience as a mentor and your professional experience as well. So when it comes to diversity and inclusion, I'm sure it's been around for ages and you, you definitely encountered it in your professional life. Do you think anything has changed in the landscape or do you think it's still the same? Do you see any progress being made in that, in that regard? I do, um, I really do. And I think, I mean, we're talking here about, uh, you know, a long time, 40 plus years since I started at university. Um, I think so because I don't remember really having very many conversations about diversity at the beginning of my career, but throughout the, probably the latter 20 years or so, it became very much part of the conversation. Um, and I have attended trainings uh, and, you know, workshops, um, things that would enable me to have a better understanding of how my cultural assumptions influence my effectiveness at work, particularly with working with others. Um, there's been a lot of research in this area, and um, I think companies who value um, keeping up with uh, remaining competitive in the marketplace appreciate that uh, being aware of cultural differences and leveraging those in terms of getting the most out of diverse teams gives them a competitive advantage, as well as creating a much more pleasurable and enjoyable and productive workspace. So. Yeah, I think the recognition of uh, the value uh, of cultural differences and diversity um, and how uh, these can be leveraged has become very much to the fore in latter years. Thank you so much. I think you just nailed the, the cultural assumptions that we carry to the workplace. 
And that's what I want us to zoom zoom in now. I mean, your, I would love for you to share the lived experiences, the experiences you had in regards to that. Because research has shown that one of the challenges of diversity is miscommunication because we have people from diverse backgrounds coming together. That can be a source of conflict if not handled properly. So if you have any experiences around issues of miscommunication, misunderstanding, I'd love to, to hear them. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to particularly focus on teams here, because I think we recognise that teams can be incredibly effective at uh, finding solutions to, to problems and also coming up with great new ideas, novel competitive edge ideas that can benefit a company. Um, in my experience of working in a global organisation and working with people from lots of different parts of the world, um, I was lucky enough to have the experience of working in very, very diverse teams. Um, and it was very obvious to all of us in our teams that we all had something very different to bring to solving the problems that we faced in those teams. Um, cultural assumptions, uh, language differences, experiences that we had, um, solutions that we'd come up with to problems that were quite unique and quite individual. And with, luckily, I think that I was always quite, uh, had a lot of training uh, available to me to help me see that in such a way that as teams, and we all were, because we were all within the same organization, even though we were spread all over the world, we had a certain language and a certain acceptance of our cultural differences and a value for that, which enabled us to bring the best out of every member of our team. Um, I think without that, uh, the team would have been less effective. Um, a couple of easy things, mistakes to make are assumptions that people understand your terms of reference, uh, even though they're not from your culture. So for example, when someone in one country says, um, oh, that's okay, what they mean is they're not entirely happy with something, um, but they'll live with it. In another culture, that can mean that they're absolutely delighted uh, with that outcome and that it's fine. Um, in another culture, it could mean, actually, I'm not at all happy with that, but I don't wanna have a fight over it. Um, so that those are just trivial examples, but they're typical of the sorts of things where when a group of diverse people get together and have a meeting and think that they've come up with agreements, when five or six people with different uh, expectations and different cultural backgrounds walk away, they walk away with very different understandings of what happened in that meeting. Um, so I've seen that happen. Um, I've also uh been on the receiving end of someone misunderstanding what my intentions were um which could have been a problem if not for the fact that we had a, a way of engaging and and sorting all of those uh misunderstandings and lack of clarification uh out so um these are just date these are everyday things i mean these are not like uh, big events these are just normal day-to-day -day interactions that can lead to uh people leaving a conversation or leaving a meeting with with unexpected understandings of what happened mm -hmm. so uh, i think that being aware 
uh, of how someone can interpret okay or yes or no uh, or maybe. <laughs> Uh, just simple things like this can can make a difference. Thank you so much. So you definitely recognize that the training that the organization offered you was very helpful in that sense. That awareness that they, they equipped you with was useful in your dealings with uh, other people. So is that something that, but when it comes to training in terms of diversity, most people are not very quick to embrace it. I should say that most organizations are quick to jump on the training, but then the people on the ground don't really see, they don't see that reflected in the day-to-day -day interactions on the job. Mm -hmm. What would you say is, is, is a missing, what would you say would probably be the best, the best way to approach that, to make sure that the training, you live to the training you received. How do we ensure that this training that people receive actually translates into how they, 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 they relate or they interact with others on the job? I feel that um, the, the acceptance and the effectiveness of that sort of training goes back to the corporate culture. Um, and I think senior managers can create a culture of, of respecting individuals. And I think that's core to how uh, any any training or you know access to learning resources is embraced by the organization um, so very much I would put that down to the culture of the organization um, there's a big opportunity there to create receptiveness and an appreciation for different contributions from different cultures and backgrounds and the value of embracing diversity and leveraging that in generating business success, but also an enjoyable and productive working environment where people want to come to work every day and work together with their colleagues in a, in a positive way. Thank you so, so, so much, Joe. I, I think that's, that's a lot that you've said in the end. If uh, any business, what would any, any business owner or any leader of a diverse team or any person in charge of diversity, what would be one takeaway message you'd want to give them? Something that you think is important that they consider or include in their efforts to make the workplace more diverse and inclusive and equitable? I think it's important that all senior leaders embody a value for diversity and respect for all individuals. Uh, with their uniqueness, whatever it is that they bring, whether it's uh, racial uh, differences or gender differences, or there are so many different uh, aspects to diversity. If senior leaders embody that and, and they find ways to share that with their organizations, I would say that that is the, the fundamental beginning of then embracing and getting the, the generating the benefits of, of building cultural training and awareness and skill within their diverse organizations. Thank you so, so much, Dawn. Thank you so much. Uh, final thoughts, if there's anything you want to say finally, I'd uh, be glad to, to, to hear that. I mean, to advise to so people, someone like me, a person of color or someone from an ethnic minority, what do you think? What's one, what one advice you would give them to take to the workplace? Um, 
I would say that um, for all of us, we all have a, a, an individual uniqueness that we bring to work. Um, I would expect and hope that that is valued, uh, respected and leveraged in the workplace. Um, I would will always be disappointed if I feel that for whatever reason, my contribution isn't valued. So um, I would seek out workplaces that demonstrate that they value those qualities uh, and, and build my career around those for sure. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's been a pleasure like always to, to chat with you and uh, I'm looking forward to um, putting this out there and hopefully someone listening to us would, would decide that, oh, we need, we need to implement that kind of training. We need that kind of cultural awareness and cultural sensitivity and our approach to inclusiveness and uh, diversity in our workforce. So thank you so much once again. And do thank have a you. Day. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. You too. Bye for now. Bye bye.